Hello again, my friend, and welcome to another episode of Screen Facts with Jason Davis. And joining me once again on this week's podcast is my good buddy Les Sinclair from WQMZ and WINA in Charlottesville, Virginia. Les, uh, remind me of the websites where people can listen to you. If you want to listen in the middle of the day with the music, uh, you can tune into Z95.net and you can just click on the Listen Live button if you want to listen to the talk show. Uh, it's WINA.com. Excellent. Before we get into the movie that we're going to talk about this week, I just want to take a minute to thank a few people who have rated and reviewed the podcast on iTunes. So thank you, Moby, Movie Fan Moby. One, <laughs> Movie Fan 125, Burke Law, and Transit Potter for uh, your amazing reviews and for listening. I really, really, really appreciate it. And if you're a fan of Screen Facts, please rate, comment, and subscribe on iTunes because it helps other people find us. And I really want more and more people to hear it. If you like what you're listening to, hopefully other people will as well. So spread the word. That's what I say. Oh, and when it's shared on Facebook, please... Yes. Share it more. Yes, please. Yeah, when I put the links up on Facebook uh, where you can listen and download, please share those links for me. I really, really would appreciate it. This week, coming up this Friday, the sequel to a movie is coming out. And I thought, well, what a perfect time to do a podcast about the original movie. And so this week's episode is all about the movie Ted. Love it. It's such a funny movie, right? It really is. It's one of those laugh out loud, you can't believe that this is happening on screen kind of movies. <laughs> I totally agree with you. Uh, so Ted, the original Ted was released June 29th, 2012, and uh, it was directed by Seth MacFarlane, who, of course, is most famous for Family Guy and American Dad. Now, the movie was written by a few people, Seth MacFarlane, Alex Sulkin, Wesley Wilde, and uh, the story is by Seth. Movie stars Mark Wahlberg, Mila Kunis, Seth MacFarlane as the voice of Ted, Joel McHale, and Giovanni Ribisi. Um, <laughs> I know you're laughing because of him, right? He plays a fantastic part in this movie. Oh, absolutely. He's tremendous. Um, He's very weird. Yeah. The movie, <laughs> that, to say the least, right? <laughs> right. So the movie was filmed between April and July of 2011, an estimated budget of $50 million. It made $54 million opening weekend and went on to gross $218.8 million in the U.S. and almost $550 million worldwide, passing The Hangover as the highest grossing R-rated comedy of all time. And this film, by the way, won favorite comedy at the People's Choice Awards. Les, are you a fan of Family Guy? I like Family Guy. I wouldn't say that I'm an aficionado of Family Guy, although I do right. know that there are several of the characters who provide voices on Family Guy that are appearing in this film. Absolutely. I'm with you. I, I have enjoyed Family Guy when I've seen it, but um, I don't watch it on a regular basis. It's one of those things that if Tommy is watching it on Netflix or something, I'll definitely get into it with him because it's really funny. But I don't yes. necessarily go out of my way to make it an appointment viewing on TV or anything like that. And I can highly recommend the Star Wars uh, Blue Harvest version yes. of, <laughs> of Family Guy. It's great. I've seen that as well. It's very good stuff. Uh, totally can... sanctioned by George Lucas. Yeah. And that's the thing about Seth MacFarlane. I think he's one of us. You know, he's a fan. He skewers pop culture in such a wonderful way, not only on Family Guy, but even in this movie. There's some things in this movie that really make fun of things that have been big in pop culture. The thing about McFarlane is that his brand of humor, it can be offensive, but he's an equal opportunity offender. I mean, he makes fun of everyone and everything. I think we need that. You know, everybody is so politically correct nowadays that I think you need a guy that's going to shake things up and just say things that make you feel maybe a little bit uncomfortable, but you can't help but laugh. Are you saying politically correctness is wrong? I am saying that it is. Yes. I think it's... I'm agreeing with you. 
Yeah. I vote for that. Yeah, people have just gotten, uh, you know, way too, too serious. Yeah, absolutely. Come on, lighten up, people. It's funny. It's jokes. <laughs> That's the thing with, with jesters, and I, I kind of consider Seth MacFarlane a jester. Mm-hmm. They point out what's wrong, yep. and then they make fun of it. They drive a spotlight to it, and then you have to decide whether you're going to be uncomfortable enough to change what's wrong or leave it as it is. Yeah. I don't think any of the humor he puts out there is meant to be hurtful. I think he's almost making fun of people who are so politically correct and just kind of saying, hey, lighten up and and just have fun. Life's too short. I don't know if you had a chance to see A Million Ways to Die in the West, which was I did, yes. Which is also very funny. There's a screen fact, though, that ties into that. Oh, so okay. the dance move that Giovanni Ravisi does, he <laughs> created that dance move. He okay. recreates it yes. in A Million Ways to Die in the West. I know, he does. And it's and it's actually not, you know, you're not expecting it in that movie. When it pops up, you're like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. That's very funny. The movie starts off with a, a, a zoom from outer space onto the street to uh, Mark Wahlberg's character's house. The house at the beginning of the movie that zoomed into from space, the address is 129 Albemarle Road in right. Norwood, Massachusetts, 02062. So if you want to send them a letter... Google map it. Google map it. Uh, I don't really encourage you to go visit that house, but I think it's kind of cool that if you ever want, wondered where that neighborhood is, there you go. So, you know, I was watching the movie... I'm making notes of all the things that are making me laugh because I wanted to talk about them. And then I realized I got to stop because I'm going to talk. I'm literally going to say every line in the movie. Yeah, it's every scene. Oh, my God. It's so funny. The film starts off where um, there's bullies beating up a kid on the street. The narration says, uh, you know, Christmas time when all of the Christian kids in the neighborhood beat up on the Jewish kid. (laughs) I've never witnessed that personally. No, me either, by the way. So there might be a Boston thing. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Who knows? <laughs> Sorry to the Boston listeners. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Actually, write in. Let us know if that's true or not. Yeah. Is that really? Does does that really happen in Boston? Does it really happen around <laughs> Christmas time? Yeah. Let me know. Screenfacts at yahoo.com. So, <laughs> so the kids are beating up the Jewish kid. John, the character that Mark Wahlberg plays, uh, comes up. He's like, "Hey, can I play?" And all the kids, including the one getting beat up. Tell him to get lost, which is then so they go back to beating the kid up again. Right, exactly. So the kid who plays uh, young Mark Wahlberg, his name is Brett Manley. This was actually his first acting gig, and I thought he was a pretty good match for uh, for Mark Wahlberg. I he was very believable as the young Mark Wahlberg for whatever reason. He had the teeth and the dimples. Yeah, something. The bully is actually the voice of the child bear yeah that's kind of cool right he plays like this bully that's beating up uh, the kid and then he has this sweet little uh you know young teddy bear voice too one of the things i think that's very interesting is once you hear all of these screen facts when you go back mm-hmm. and watch the movie again yep. you'll recognize all this stuff and you'll go oh yeah it sure is I, why didn't i hear that the yeah, first time exactly so some other cool things uh the girl who opens the cabbage patch kid in the beginning is uh, mark Wahlberg's niece in real life her parents took her to see the movie so she could see her little part and then promptly left the theater after that yes. part happens. Wise parents. Her name yes. is Charlie. So I love Patrick Stewart's narration in the beginning, too. Well, he can do this very posh but deadpan, just straight on, straight delivery of very terrible things. And right. it just comes across so funny. Particularly when he says, no matter how big a splash you make in this world, whether you're Corey Feldman, Frankie Muniz, Justin Bieber, or a talking teddy bear, Eventually, nobody gives a shit. It's just funny. (laughs) It's just funny. So then they show all the news reports. And the final one is a guy from Georgia. And the reporter is like, 
look what Jesus did. Look what <laughs> Jesus did. Look what Jesus did. So that guy was Mike Henry. Now, he provides the voice of Cleveland and some of the other characters on Family Guy. In fact, there's a bunch of different people that, that are part of the voice cast of Family Guy that are in this movie. Of course, Seth MacFarlane, who voices you know, Ted in the movie, um, he does Peter Stewie and Brian on Family Guy. Alex Borstein, who plays John's mom in the movie, she does Lois's voice. And Mila Kunis, mm -hmm. who plays uh, John's girlfriend, Lori, is the voice of Meg. One of the things I love in the movie is all the references to Flash Gordon. Have you ever seen that? I remember watching it as a kid, but I can't say that I retained much of it because it wasn't a great movie. It was not like the Flash Gordon. I really liked the old black and white Flash Gordon. It was crazy good, but I, I was not a fan of the film. It's terrible, but it's like like what they say when they're watching it. So bad, yet so good. You know, It's one of those yeah, great it, cheesy 80s movies with terrible special effects, and, and the acting is really bad, but it's just so funny you know, when you watch it. The scene where Ted makes an appearance on The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson. Oh, I love that. The footage was from an appearance by Webster's Emmanuel Lewis. So, Gosh, who remembers that? <laughs> that was 1984. Right. That was an actual conversation right. uh, between Johnny and Emmanuel Lewis as right. well. Yeah, and he what does said, he say? I He's... thought you'd be taller. Right. And, and the response was, me too. Right. But Ted says, I thought you'd be funnier. Right. <laughs> 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 The interesting fact of that Tonight Show is when he says his name, Ted, that is actually the voice of Seth MacFarlane. Okay, that makes sense. He imitated Johnny Carson. He said, he said, go back and find him saying, you know, like Ted Danson or somebody being all chummy. They couldn't find it, so they just went with, uh, with Seth MacFarlane imitating him. Yeah. Yep, another talent. So like I said, I started writing down all the different things in the movie that I just think are so funny and and. They're going to kind of go on to be iconic for this movie. Thunder Buddies for Life. <laughs> <laughs> I was singing that song in my head the other night. <laughs> it was earworm. I couldn't get rid of it. Oh, no. <laughs> the ringtone that he has for his girlfriend is uh, the Imperial March, you know, Darth Vader's theme. That's right. And she says to him, is that my ringtone? It sounds really <laughs> negative. And he goes, oh, no, no. It's from the notebook. <laughs> <laughs> and she believes him and walks right. upstairs. Exactly. Exactly. How about when Ted has to get his own place, so he's going to the job interview, and he's wearing the suit, and they're walking to the interview, and he goes, I look like Snuggles' accountant. <laughs> I love that line. That is one of my favorite things. Now, when he goes to that interview, this is what's amazing about movie magic. Right. When he goes to that interview, uh, the store manager there, or the owner, whoever he is, mm -hmm. asks him what qualifies him for the job or something like that. <laughs> I can't remember exactly what it was, but in the script, it was something like, I'm not qualified for the job. Right. And he says, no one's ever talked to me that way. But they go back and edit it to say, your wife's loveness on my mouth or something like that. And so they edit it in all those lines that were actually super funny one of the uh inappropriate things that they do together is you know they get high all the time you know and there's just something really crazy about watching a teddy bear with a bong just <laughs> <laughs> so he's like uh at one point he's like yeah i told my weed guy to step it up so this is what he gave me it's called mind rape it's real mellow mind rape yeah, mind rape it's real mellow <laughs> mark Wahlberg's character says doesn't sound mellow he goes well yeah he had a couple of other ones uh gorilla panic they're coming they're coming and uh something called this is permanent <laughs> those again were not the original lines that were written into the script they put those in later very nice <laughs> The white trash name speed round is a funny scene, too. What's amazing about that is Mark Wahlberg memorized all those names and was ready to spout them off just like that. 
And they, um, Seth MacFarlane said they offered him a cue card, you know, right off camera, which, you know, he right. certainly could have read very easily, but he said, no, nah, I'll, I'll memorize it. And then there's a scene where Ted goes into the refrigerator and he takes out a Michelob Tuscan orange grapefruit beer. And he says, my God, America's imploding. <laughs> <laughs> That's right before he gets kidnapped by the crazy Giovanni Ribisi. Yes. Oh, man, I love this movie. Can you tell? Yeah, it's it's a fantastic movie. They were effusive over Mark Wahlberg. Seth MacFarlane just was so impressed by him um, and his acting ability because he mm-hmm. went into this as a totally, you know, straight delivery. Like, there's nothing weird about this at all. Right. And uh, he delivered on those lines. Mark Wahlberg uh, agreed to f- appear in the film after seeing a character of himself in Family Guy. Okay. Um, and it was, uh, he starred in a, a film in that episode called Annoy and confused so he thought it was good so he's like i'm in yeah and it's funny because when mark Wahlberg told his wife that he was going to be in this movie she called him an idiot she said you know you're going to ruin right. your career doing ruin this your movie. career yeah but at which he's laughing all the way to the bank at this point right? exactly i mean you know the funny thing is that you know when seth MacFarlane came up with the the idea of this movie he really wanted ted to be just like another person like he didn't you know he wanted people to look at the bear and not even think of it as a bear just to saying it's just another person that says a lot of crazy stuff and i think they did a really great job of pulling that off and one of the ways they did that was seth MacFarlane was actually in all of the scenes with the actors he was uh, just off camera and he was he was actually delivering ted's lines in real time and recording the dialogue ted's dialogue in real time just off camera because he wanted the audio to match up with what's on screen and he just felt like it gave the actors more to play off of and and really kind of humanized Ted a little bit more rather than just going in and recording Ted's lines in a studio later on. And I think that was a, a really great idea and, and a very interesting way to, to go about it as well. And he was wearing a motion capture suit so that they could uh, match Ted's actions with his actions. In fact, the scene where they're sitting in the restaurant mm-hmm. and uh, the girlfriends are meeting for the first time. Right. He's off to the side, but he's got like a giant glass that matches the giant (laughs) glass of beer. And he's got like a giant fork and a giant plate of food so that it will match his actions. It's pretty phenomenal. Right, because, uh, because, you know, the proportions of him to to Ted's size are so different. Exactly. Very, very cool. I love uh, when they're at the party at Ted's house (laughs) and uh, Ted draws Garfield's face on the topless girl. He's like, I told you that Garfield's eyes look like a pair of boobs. Yeah, and actually McFarlane did that artwork himself. He uh, he had been drawing Garfield since he was a kid, and he said it was one of the most uncomfortable, uh, like, unsexual things that he's ever been a part of. <laughs> the big fight scene between Ted and John that happens in the hotel room, that actually took three days to shoot. That's a testament to his acting ability, that scene. He was fighting with nothing. Yeah, exactly. put the bear in there. Exactly. I mean, you know, they might have had some sort of a prop that he could work with, but his head movements, the way he's throwing himself around the room, that's all him. I mean, that's amazing stuff. And then, um, of course, they put the bear in uh, in post-production. And what they did also to make the punches look a little bit more impactful and, and faster, they cut frames out of the film sequence. They would cut a single frame out, and what that does is it just makes everything... Uh, kind of tighter and it just makes the the punches more impactful and faster it's like it looks like the head jerks back the way that a head should jerk back when exactly you're the parking lot scene mm-hmm. near the clamshell after they leave the Nora jones concert right that was actually shot in la okay not in boston that parking lot scene though was filmed in la and the clamshell was added later you can actually pick out some of the los angeles um, background if you will so speaking of that scene, there was a couple of uh, really cool things that happened in that scene at the, at the Nora Jones concert. So first off, the song 
from Octopussy all-time high. Barbara Broccoli, traditionally she doesn't allow any James Bond theme to be used in, in other films, but Seth MacFarlane wrote her a letter asking for permission to use the song because his mother loved the song. It was her favorite song. And the guy who charges up is actually a uh, professional hockey player. Mm-hmm. He's Sean Thornton of the Boston Bruins. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's known for being the tough guy, the enforcer on the team. He leads the Bruins in fighting penalties. Yeah, and he jumps over the divider and rushes the stage, and Mark Wahlberg just pops him with the mic stand, <laughs> knocks him out cold. Yeah. <laughs> it's awesome. Yes. Backstage at the Nora Jones show, they're having a conversation with Nora. And uh, <laughs> I mean, there's some funny stuff that goes back and forth uh, between them. Um, but Ted mentions 9-11 at that time. Which is one funny line, by the way. Yeah. Thanks for 9-11. Yeah, and she's, and she's not, you know, she's uh, Indian, part Indian. Which yeah, he calls her his... a Muslim. Yeah. She says, yeah, I'm an Indian. He goes, yeah, whatever. Thanks for 9-11. Right, exactly. <laughs> but the, the interesting note about this, Mark Wahlberg and Seth MacFarlane both narrowly missed being on the planes uh, that that hit the World Trade Center on 9-11. Wahlberg was booked on American Airlines Flight 11, but decided to drive up to New York and fly to California later. MacFarlane was scheduled on the same flight, but he got to the gate 10 minutes late and uh, he couldn't board. So uh, he was actually sitting in the airport when he saw the plane hit the uh, the North Tower of the World Trade Center. If that doesn't like mess you up, I don't know. Both those guys very lucky to be here and uh... yeah. And they're serving their purpose, whatever that purpose is. <laughs> yeah, making making movies about uh, vulgar teddy bears. <laughs> That's right. You mentioned uh, Giovanni Ribisi's dancing. The song they originally chose for him to dance to was Manic Monday. It turned out that it was just too expensive. It would have added too much to the production costs. So they went with the Tiffany song instead. And I got to tell you something. Yep. I think the Tiffany song is awesome. I think it's perfect. Much better choice, too. Oh, yeah. It's, it's way funnier. So I think it worked out. It worked out pretty well. I am uh, big on the uh, congruity of movies, and there is an m- amazing incongruity with the hair because they had to do reshoots like six <laughs> months later. <laughs> and so if you watch the movie, you'll see from one one shot to the next, yep. there's a change in hair of Joel McHale mm-hmm. and Mark Wahlberg. Yep, Joel McHale even lost a lot of weight at one point too, between right. shoots. So yeah, it's one of those things that when you're watching the movie, you're enjoying the movie so much and it's making you laugh so much that you're probably not really thinking about that. I think I did actually notice Mark Wahlberg's hair a couple of times. Yeah, and notice at about uh, an hour 23 when he's talking on the phone, okay. Ted calls him from uh, Giovanni Ravisi's house, right. uh, the phone is upside down. Oh, He's talking into <laughs> the top of the phone. <laughs> Hey, here's something else. Um, when near the end of the movie, when uh, Lori is looking up to the sky and wishing for Ted to come back after he's been torn in half, mm-hmm. uh, she looks out the window and up at the stars. And you'll notice that one of the constellations up there is Ursa Minor, which means little bear. That's up in the upper left. And they also talked to Neil deGrasse Tyson. Okay. Uh, Seth MacFarlane called him in advance to make sure that they got the stars right in the scene when they put him in by uh, CGI. I think one of the great things about the movie, too, is that you go into a theater and you get to laugh at stuff that you maybe not be because of the political atmosphere that we live in, can't laugh out loud with. And so there's a whole lot of people doing the same thing, laughing at stuff that really is funny. But if you say it out loud, if anybody else says it out loud, you're in real trouble. So I think it's a release for a lot of people that we can actually laugh at, still laugh at this stuff in, in a dark theater with our friends. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I'm actually kind of uh, disappointed in myself because we've gone through this entire podcast and I've really restrained myself a little bit. You know, you haven't said the fuck word once. Yeah. I haven't said fuck. I haven't, you know, I haven't really quoted any of the really great stuff in the movie, you know? 
And uh, I, I, I really thought this was going to be the quote-unquote most offensive episode of, of Screen Facts with Jason Davis. And I've really behaved myself. I've said fuck more in other episodes. If I say fuck one more time, that might put the fuckometer up to a respectable level. Well, look, if anybody's going to fuck it up, it's going to be me. So, <laughs> you know, you fuck it up, I'll fuck it up together. It's all fucked up. So, uh, there it is. It's fucking awesome. So, Has the fuckometer exploded yet? <laughs> uh, it's, it's definitely pinned, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> Oh, it is Ted, after yeah, all. Exactly. Well, uh, if you're listening and you have thoughts or screen facts of your own about Ted, or if you want to tell us what you think about the fuckometer, please <laughs> send me an email. Screenfacts at yahoo.com. Also, please rate, comment, and subscribe on iTunes so other people can find us easier. And please also check out my website, jasondavisvoice.com slash podcast. You can get info there about Screen Facts merchandise. Uh, Less. Again, what are the uh, the websites where people can listen to you not say fuck? Go Z95.net. I will not say the F word there. And uh, click on the Listen Live button, or you can go to WINA.com. Same thing, Listen Live button at the top of the page. Awesome. Well, thanks so much again for doing the, the podcast with me, Les. Uh, um, I love doing this with you, and I'm, I'm really glad that you could take the time out and record with me. I appreciate it. Jason, it was fucking great. <laughs> Thanks for listening, and please join me again next Wednesday for more Screen Facts with Jason Davis.